going to you went to NGIT, right? Yeah. You knew you was going there. Uh, like, I mean, like in terms of your choices, the yeah, choices that I mean, were honestly, real to you, regardless like, if you had the money or not, the ones that you knew, like, okay, I can afford this, or however your financial situation set up, like, you know, what I'm saying, like, you knew you was going to go to that school. <clears throat> well. I had no idea where I was going to school. Like when mm. I was like, uh, I had I had no idea. I knew like different schools I wouldn't mind going to. Like when I was a kid, I wanted to go to Stanford. Um, mm. Then like um, when I was like a little kid, I wanted to go to Stanford. And then um, I was like, my, my like I don't know, like ten, eleven or some shit. I did some shit on like Thurgood Marshall. Then I wanted to go to fucking um, I wanted to go to uh, Howard. I think that's where he got his uh, his uh, like his. Uh, he ain't get a JD, but whatever law degree he got and shit. He got mm-hmm. it from like Howard and shit. And I'm going to go to Howard and shit. And um, then I saw him on the bus. And then like when the dude was talking about, oh, nigga, do the singing step, singing step, sell fucking fish and fifty textbooks. I was like, fuck the black schools and shit. And um, <laughs> then it was like, then then honestly, when I um, I was with, I really was going to go to school for like uh, either accounting or like fucking. Like fucking like uh, criminal justice, something. I can go to law school. That wasn't my shit. Like fucking like. For, yeah, I remember you said the law school time. Yeah, that's <laughs> I live between Matt. And I still feel like Joe should go. My mother gave me Grisham books and shit. You're like, yeah. yeah. But then like I don't know. I had a fucking teacher, this bum ass elective class, like fucking engineering mm-hmm. graphics and shit, and some other shit. And he was like, she was asking what kind of class I was taking. It was AP statistics, <laughs> AP computer science, AP fucking physics, AP calculus. And shit, and he was like, she said something about fucking China, Japan, needing <clears throat> fucking lawyers and having too many engineers, but the United States need engineers and don't have enough lawyers. So I was like, all right, fuck it. So then it was like, I'm gonna go to engineering school, and then that pretty, I was like, I'm gonna pretty, I'm gonna stay in state. I'm gonna apply to whoever has a program. It was Stevens, it was Princeton, it was Rutgers, <clears throat> and NJIT and shit. So, I mean, I have no idea if that, if that motherfucker didn't like. Say, nigga, look at the shit you taking. Go be an engineer or some shit like that. Or, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I have no idea where I would have went. Yeah, yeah when, I, when I was going through the system, I'm not the system, but when I was going He's through a wild the, nigga, the, the process, <laughs> when I was going through the process, yo, it was, you know what soured me on black colleges? Actually, my family did. Because mm. my, my family's a bunch of Omega, so it was, I had to go so apply to Howard. So that was the whole thing. Like, okay, so we you gonna pledge Omega? Like, this is literally what they took. Like, there was nothing academic that yeah. they told me. They was like, nah, you gotta go to Howard because you know that's where we started. And she was like, I was trained on that shit. Like, I know November seventeenth, nineteen eleven, science room, science room B C was doing the rain. Like, I had that shit. I knew all that shit before I even got online. But I knew that about Howard. And then Tuskegee it was again. My my aunt went there. And she was a psychiatrist. And I was like, I think yeah, I was like, I, that shit was like too racist in my head to me. The one school, but I ran the whole black because I did the black college thing. I got in the, I think it's called Town Townsend or something around Maryland or something Townsend State. I got okay. in Howard. I got yeah, I got in Howard. I got in Hampton. I wanted to go to Morehouse. Was the one school I was like, yo, I just like you know the whole Martin Luther King, the heritage. Like there was a whole lineage of things that I knew about that school, and I was like, I want to go there. Adelphi actually came to me late because I had gotten the one, I don't know if it's Ivy League or not, but I got into Brown because I just applied to a school in Boston because, you know, Boston, oh, school in Boston, blah, 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 you know, the shit. So I got in there, but Adelphi came to me late. And it's a school nobody, like my parents was like, yo, what the fuck you going there for? 
You know what I'm saying? Like when they saw the lyrics, like, why are you going there? I was like, nah, they got a radio station. I'm going to take that shit over. Like literally, that was my shit. Mm. And that's why I went, that's why I went there. It ain't a known school or nothing like that. It ain't big on the map. Like, I don't even know if niggas really heard of it unless you lived in Long Island or whatever. Because yeah, Hofstra was the big school. Hofstra's the big yeah. school out there. It's like it's like two blocks from Hofstra in this little old school mm. of Delphi, but they had the biggest, they had the second biggest college radio station behind Stretch and Bobby. That makes sense for you then. You know right. what I mean? Right. That's what yeah. Sometimes, sometimes you do what makes sense for you. That, like, that's what, like, you asked me the questions that you knew you was going to HBCU. Yeah. You know, the high school I went to, all white people be. You okay. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yo, and it was like, <clears throat> it was like, I, I had this conversation um, on Instagram one day. I forget the post. I was just trying to look it up, right? And it was like, um, it was about code switching. And and it was just like, yo, I um there was another term, it was code something and like when people move from another country and they do code something. And and so this chick said, Yeah, and there's code something too. And I was like, Yeah, I code that and um until I was comfortable to code switch. You know what I mean? Because code switching it, it it was such a huge thing like in my life and that shit just all of that shit just drove me fucking nuts, B. Mm-hmm. And because, I, you know, I'm from a neighborhood. I have this family. And I had to be around these people who I don't see. You know what I mean? It just, it was just, it was just too much for me. You know what I mean? It just was. And so I knew I was going to go to a black college. I just did all the rest of the shit to floss. I knew I was going to go to a black college. You I was went just to, watching the show. You went to high school up here? I mean, um, down there? Or, or up north? No, no, no. I went to high school. Um, I went to um, St. John's High School in, um, in Jersey. In Jersey, Yo, but. Okay. Yeah, but um, but when I went to, like, I was watching this show just the other day. It's called Big Mouth. It's a nasty, foul ass show, like for teens and stuff like that. It's on Netflix. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's great. But but the new season, right? They were just talking about code switching, and I thought it was amazing. And I, and as a matter of fact, it, this might be a real good conversation. I'm gonna ask you guys, um, how you feel about this because you know code switching is such a complicated thing, like. Listen, if Jay-Z <clears throat> doesn't code switch, he's not Jay-Z. You know what I mean? Some people just want to keep it real. They don't want to code switch. Jay-Z sold the fact that he could talk to us and be in, in our room and dress like us and whatever, but he was able to talk to them. You know what I mean? Like some people, some people just don't do that. They don't agree with that. They don't believe yeah. in that. They don't yeah. believe that they should have to conform with, uh, with the masses or, or the majority. You know what I mean? I... Listen, man, I code switch every day. I make my money that way. Oh, so hell yeah. It, you know what I mean? Like, so I'm <laughs> not going to sit here. You know what I mean? I'm not going to sit here and, and play the Bullshit, purity yeah. test with anybody. You see what I'm saying? Like, I definitely code switch. It is a fact. Um, but just, I want to know how you guys feel about that, the, the idea of code switching. Well, I was, raised, I, was, oh. I was raised in it. Like, my mother made yeah. me do cotillions. Like, all that Uber European shit. Like, I had to do cotillions. Yeah. I did all that type of... Learning we had the, all black cotillion. You didn't have all black cotillion. I did the all black cotillion. I did the mixed cotillion. I did. Oh, I did I both of them. Did no yeah, I did both of them. She yeah. made me. My mom was working for the president of BP. She made me oh, okay. become a um uh, um, what do you call it? An ambassador to BP mm. and all. It was like oh she. I gotcha. was pushed in there. I was pushed in there. Gotcha. Like no, you're gonna fucking learn how to deal with them. You're gonna have to yeah. learn how to deal with these people because you're gonna have to. They may not have to deal with you, but they, you definitely damn sure gonna have to deal with them on a higher level with the expectation that I have for you. you. Like, like my mom's, uh, uh, like that. Like people always watch when I drive. It's like, yo, why do you sit with your seat so straight up? No, nah, nigga, my mom's for 
10 years straight made me sit at the table with books on my like I was one of them kids. Like if your table, if I walk to your table and it's not set right, like I'm I start setting it for you, like yo, your shit wrong. Mm. I'm one of them. It comes off as arrogant, but like that's just the Heard shit. You. My Heard mom's you. that might be some shit raising. for our family, B. That might be some real shit. Like we might want to look into that because I was talking to at our last family reunion, I was talking to some of our cousins. We got that conversation personally, but I was talking yeah, to some yeah. of our cousins. Like, it, it might be some shit with our family. Like, even we might not even be talking about it, but the reason we all like family like that, it may be some shit we do. But I, I heard Joe was saying something. I, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Joe, how, how do you feel about the um, cold switch shit? Um, you know, honestly, that shit was always kind of, um, it's important. You know what I'm saying? It was, uh, yeah. it was a little weird for me, though. Like, um, I grew up I was raised by my mother and whatnot. And um my mother, she was uh, born and raised in Montclair. And um Montclair is pretty like I guess they say it's diverse for a suburb and mm-hmm. shit like that. But when she graduated, there was like far less niggas, like there was a handful of niggas when she graduated um from Montclair High. And my mother, she grew up and she did um she went to like a finishing school and did all this etiquette shit and all that. And she always like folks said she taught white and shit like that. And since that's who raised me and shit, fucking niggas have something real proper. You know what I'm saying? So, me code switching really would be like certain summers I'd be like out of town and shit. Like, my mother leave me with like uh-uh, or a friend of hers that lives in like Irvington, East Orange, and all these niggas is niggas and shit like that. And actually, then, then like when I like grew up and like around like just like niggerish niggas and shit, like, mm. but, um, so it wasn't so, I don't know, it always seemed a little backwards to me in terms of how my little code switching shit happened. But, I mean, it's pretty natural, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's pretty natural. I think it's pretty natural if you, like, I don't know, if you've been exposed to, like, different, like, types of people and shit. So, like, uh, it, I remember Chris Rock said this, and it, I mean, this is what I'm going to go to to kind of bring home what you're saying, Joe. Like the it's natural thing. Chris, remember what Chris Rock said? He was like, "There's two type of black people." Uh, the way black people talk, he said, "Ones that want a job, and those don't want a job." And <laughs> like, I, you know, it sounds funny, <laughs> but mm-hmm. there was a long and strong period of time where that was true. It's a lot less true now, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. than it used to be. But it's still kind of true, and that is that is the simplest way to just say it in my mind. It's like, uh, what's that movie that came out uh, with La- Lakeith? What's that? What's that movie? Yeah, that he Lakeith was switching home. When he was sorry, sorry, thinking of the show. Like, what is it? Sorry to bother you. Sorry, sorry, sorry to bother you. Yeah, that's a fact. Yeah. It was great. And you deal with it? What cold switching? Mm-hmm. And it's a cold switch. I think it's one of the things that you end up learning early, and yeah. it was like ingrained in me. That um, you know, you're gonna be around your people, you're gonna be around your family, you should neighborhood. But once you go out there and you work, you're gonna you're gonna be around generally white people. Yeah. No, I'm not saying that you need to act white, but you need to know the styles and customs that they're used to, and that you need to know how to move within those areas. So you don't have to change your tone or change your voice or do anything to that degree, but you have to be aware that there are certain things you can say here. That you cannot say there. Yeah. Because it gives off the wrong appearance, the wrong idea. 
it's some I think it's something that, that you have to kind of ingrain into children of color because like I said, the spaces that they want to go into are generally dominated by by people. Not saying that it's a negative, just kind of the reality of the fact. And you have to know how that kind of so that thing works. And like I said, you're in a neighborhood with other minorities. There are no white people. You don't know how they move or, you know, what goes on like behind closed doors and stuff like that. But your parents do because yeah. they've worked with them for years and they've had these conversations with them and they know how they act and they know what they say and they generally know know how to do it. So I think my mother just tried to make me aware of like this is this is how it is. Like you might want it to be another way, but that's just not how it's going to be. So you gotta learn. And yeah, the thing about post with like it worked for a while, so, but I mean, I mean, I guess, I guess, you, I, guess. I mean, <laughs> I mean, no, I just, I just feel like this shit. No, they, I, I mean, I guess the general experience is that we just around a bunch of niggas and we niggerish, so we gotta straighten up and not be like with the ebonics and shit and like talk proper. But I don't know, like. So let me, let me, like, let me, my grandma and my talk like got worse and more niggerish because. Shit, my mother's like wrong friends would make fun of me when I was a kid. Like, yo, Jojo, come over here and uh, and, and talk to us for a second. And yo, I remember this shit. No, me too, really Joe. Shit. Me like, too, Joe. Yo, this nigga talk just like Mary. Like, my mother named Mary. Mike. Mm-hmm. He just talk like Mary Margaret. Yo, like white folks. Yo, yo, this nigga. Yeah. Yo, my wife. Me too. Tom broke ass. Tom broke ass nigga. But no, love, so yeah, let me ask you a question work. and. So let me ask a question about that though. Do you raise Soraya? Oh damn, I mean to say. Do you raise your daughter? Yeah. Do, do oh, you, yeah. Huh? My bad. No name. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> do you do you raise do you raise your uh do you raise your kids to do that? Like our parents raised us that way, and their parents probably raised them that way. But now mm-hmm. raising kids in this new so era, do you raise them to have to that you. voice? Yeah, yeah. Not to cut you, but here's the thing that I learned, and I was just talking to my homegirl about this earlier, because she had a union meeting with her jobs. Um, she's about six years younger than us. So she had a u- union meeting with her job, um, and all of her union people were all black. And then the woman tried to do, the white woman tried to do, like, that she was mean about, she tried to do that cry thing at the end, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Try to make her seem a certain way and all the rest of this. And so I was saying, and, and, and then the woman, um, the, the black people that, uh, that worked in the union, they were letting her know and said, um, you know, cause she, you know, she, she did her pieces too, as far as the shit happened, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Whatever, whatever. I don't want to get into it. She but played her part. Just, yeah, they said, just... yeah, yeah. But there was like, there was like, listen, they can do that, but you can't, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's what, and, and that's kind of what was happening. And, and so I had the conversation with her. I was like, yo, I said, when I was younger, I 50% cold switched, you know what I mean? Because my parents wanted it to be a hundred percent, you know what I mean? And in my generation, it was it was like it, it was about fifty percent, you know what I mean? I'm still listening to hip hop. I'm still, you know what I mean? I'm in what I'm in, but I'm still conforming and moving around in a certain type of way, et cetera. And then she was like, "Yeah, in our generation, it's about seventy-five percent, or um, or more of not code switching. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like." Like they're they just don't they're they're like why the hell should I have to do this for them you know what I mean mm-hmm. um, it, it, they they just look at it different so and that's that's way farther away from my daughter's generation where I never really had to have that conversation with her but I'll be real with you she knows all about code switching we've had 
that conversation, not me teaching it to her, but mm-hmm. understanding what it was. She understands business language and, and talk street or, or not talking street because she always went to black or urban school. Mm-hmm. So it's different. You see what I mean? Like, right. so her, her, her upbringing and her, her, her path is different. So I don't know what it would have been like if I would, if she would have went to like traditional schools, like the way I did. She did go to an all white school for like two years. Um, so she, I mean, obviously I'm sure, yeah, she code switched in that school, but she hated it, blah, blah, blah. Um, but that was only for like a short term time because, you know, it fit our needs, but yeah, no, but in general though, um, it's not something I really had to experience or had to have a conversation about with my daughter. So like, I get what, what you're saying, but in my mind, I'll say that they work that out themselves because mm-hmm. if you look on TV and you look like, like these white kids where they did, like, there's no, like it's, it's tacky colored. Mm-hmm. Like the vibe of everybody is khaki colored. That's it. There's no separation now. You know what I mean? They actually have real, actual white friends. Yeah. And when I was growing up, it just that felt unheard of. You know what I mean? Like having an actual white friend just felt unheard of. Like there's white dudes you might be cool with. You know what I mean? Like you might like listen to the same shit, but like at the end of the day, you knew like these are my friends over here. You know the line. <clears throat> Yeah, these are my friends. Like, I always knew I never really wanted white people to joke with me too much. Feel yeah. too comfortable. Feel too comfortable, yeah, I, knew, I was about to say. I knew when I went I had one of them. I had one so, of them. So, I'm going to be real with you, though. This is a fact. I knew when I went home, the way news spread from where I'm from, I knew when I went home, I'd have to hear it or deal with that. You know what I mean? Like, when, when somebody would say something, like, if it, they play my, my, um, my school in football or something like that, or if somebody say something racist and, and a chick in their school was was dating somebody from my school, like, even if it was a white chick and they say something racist, like, I have to eat that. They came to me about it. You see what I'm saying? Like, that's how I lived, dog. I would get a call when I got home from school and, like, remember uh, MC and some shit like that, like, I get that, or people would just hit me up, or, you know what I mean? Or when I see niggas, like, I would have to hear that. So, I carried it like, yo, it's not a game. We don't play that over here. You know what I mean? Like I, so it was always pure separation. I never really got to be comfortable around white people to have like, all right, this is my white friend. You know what I mean? I grew up where it was like, yo, dog, you violate and we gonna fuck you up. That's it. Shit. That's it. And I, I just played it like that. White friend is a tricky fucking thing because I don't yeah. think about that shit because like shit. Um, grew up, uh, I feel like Montclair, the public schools always seem to be, you know, the town by like 65% white. The public mm. schools back then, you know, before we had all them, like, you know, Latinos and shit, it was pretty much felt like almost a 50-50 split, for real, with the black and white kids, and um, mm. I, I, I vaguely remember my mother would always remind me of shit, like, uh, back when the kids would invite everybody to their birthday parties and shit, I'm talking like kindergarten, first grade shit, my mother said, me and uh, my friend Kyle and shit, we were like, be the only niggas there at these white folks' parties and shit. Like, everybody getting invited and shit, but the niggas wasn't really fucking with them like that. And my mother said that she would always bring me because she ain't want to, like, you know, these my friends and shit, you know what I'm saying? Or I was cool with them and shit. But it's like the time grew on and shit, I became less and less comfortable around, like, not comfortable. I mean, I'd be comfortable, but just really yeah. wanting to be around white folks and shit. And fucking mm. like, Ann will tell you, like, fucking our school, we got some folks, man, they be the most niggerish of niggas and shit. And I have like, they might have them a white, a really, really good white friend they know since fucking middle school or grade school or some yeah. shit. They still be cool. You know what I'm saying? And it'd be like, 
And they'll be the they'll they got they'll look like a fucking odd couple and shit, but they just might be cool mm-hmm. and shit. And then you know, folks with the same like upbringing and shit, black and white. For me, like yo, I kept like no white friends. The older I got, and mostly it was because like I just resented white folks more and more and mm-hmm. shit because I, I would like learn more, like read shit, yeah, like, read like fucking like history shit and like just from like you know just black scholars and shit. Like, fuck these crappies. It is like I would be, and, and, and I also resent the fact like when they started like you know tracking like kids and shit like heavy, yeah. especially in, like the high school. It's like I'm not seeing, I'm seeing like the same two or three niggas. You know what I'm saying? Unless I'm at lunch or a gym. You know what I'm saying? Like so yeah. know, even though even though school like had black and shit, them fucking AP classes was like me and like a black chick named, like, Rachel, or a black dude named Lamar and shit, and, like, fucking, like, it'd be insane, two or three niggas, man, and a whole bunch of white people. I just kept resenting white yep. people, and now, and, and the shit is, yo, I work, I haven't had a job since, like, this bullshit job I had at cable and customer service when it wasn't me and a whole bunch of white folks and, like, some fucking, like, like, fucking Arab and Indian fucking engineers and shit like that. Like, I can't get away from it. I ain't seen niggas, I ain't seen niggas at work except for this one janitor that was cool as shit. But uh, it's like I don't know, man. I, I don't I don't have white friends. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I I can move with them. You know what I'm saying? I can like chat with them and I can laugh with them. But I would, you know, I give them a little. They don't relate. They don't I mean, relate. that that that's my shit. Like honestly, I could relate. They can relate with a bunch of like different yeah. shit we can have. But it's like where I want them to that. Where it's like that level of comfortability where I can sit yeah. there and shit. I get where Joe's coming from. I can't lie. I can have a white dude I grew up with, went to school with, went to college, blah, 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 yada, mm-hmm. yada, yada, and shit. And we had a whole bunch of, like, similar experiences. Then they yeah. could be a fucking nigga smoking a Lucy outside the gas station and shit. And if I talk to him for, like, maybe, like, two, three minutes, I might feel his vibe more. So he might be a bum, you know what I'm saying? But it's just, mm-hmm. like, that's, that's, I mean, I'm not, I don't got to take to that far, far, like, an extent. Yeah. But it could be, like, no, just a you. random brother that I don't even know. And it's just different. You got man. something in common. I was yeah. raised like that, like, like I, I can't lie to you, you know what I'm saying, I've, I've, I've discussed my background with, with, with some of y'all before, but I grew up with, like, required reading and shit, like, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. about black yeah. people, I have, I, I, I have um things that they made me read that I can't even find anymore, because I don't know if it's even available, you know what I mean, like, and so I, I always, there was that also, what Joe was talking about, you know what I mean, once you get, like, alcohol is called at the moment of clarity, I was raised with that moment of clarity. You know what I mean? Right. Where it was always like, yo, you should, you know what I mean? All of those, all of those types of things. And that was, it made it more comfortable for me and a more static, a, a, a more regular position for me to not assimilate with the idea of you can joke with me in these type of ways and et cetera. But I'll be honest with you. And this is, this is, this is another thing that I, another side of it is that in my older age, which is what I'm going to call where I'm at now, you know what I mean? Whatever. But in my, you know what I mean? In my adulthood, I do look back and say, I probably could have been looser. Probably could have had more white friends. I probably could have, you know what I mean? Like, it just, I, I don't know how I would have did it. It would not have been a thing that could have existed just the way that my life was and the way I was raised. But now looking back, like, I always think that, like, you know what I mean? I think about that, like, you know, what if I had white friends? Mm. Like, I do. I do. Uh, that, that's And, like, my shit was, my mother made sure I knew, like, who I was and shit like that, but my shit was nowhere near, you know, like, what your shit was, you know what I'm saying? 
fucking uh, but it's like I, I think back to like there were some pretty cool white folks that would have been I right to fuck with and shit. I mean, the closest the thing to having like white friends I even took into like fucking adulthood was like some folks I went to college with. And they weren't even like all the way white. They was like white mixed with yeah. some other shit, but they thought they was white because they was like white, white. You know what I'm saying? Like like my boy, my boy Jimmy, that motherfucker's white and Egyptian and shit. He looked like he a regular white boy. Then my boy that's fucking Italian and like Cuban and shit. His pops look like a fucking Mexican, you know what I'm saying? So he ain't even white, white. But I mean, it's it's like, I don't know, man. Like this, I don't know. I can, I can be around white folks. I just don't want to be around mm-hmm. white folks in my league. Yeah. You know? That's, that's, that's pretty much it. <laughs> I mean, we, we all do that, Joe. You know what I mean, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine, Nick. It's all right, though. Because it, it just comes yeah. down to, to, to the simple eternal question. As a person of color, can you ever really fully trust white people? That's it. That's and you can't, you can't confidently say yes. Like, you can't mm-hmm. say it without flinching. Like, it's one plus one, two. Yes. Like, you know it. When you ask that question, like, can you really trust white people? Even the one with the best thing, it's always that thing in the back of your mind, like, you're going to get comfortable and you're going to say some shit that's going to put me in a very different predicament. Not because of what you said, it's because I trusted you. And I figured yeah. that you knew me well enough not to say certain things, but you felt comfortable enough to say you ever have that you ever had that experience when you in, in in the mall yeah. and you run into your white friend your white friend with his white friends and then there's that awkward moment do you nah, go over there and say one. what's up bro i got one i got one though let me just drop this bar on you y'all all right so i kept my i kept my people close to me for for most you know my life especially in college you know what i mean when i felt so one of my people's had robbed somebody in my dorm so you know what i mean like it, it is what it is you know what i mean he just took his checks and and wrote his thing he literally wrote his name with some stupid shit you know what i mean so and it was what it was the the, the white boy rightfully reported it and did all the things he did and all the rest of it that that's fine you know and i was still i still kind of stay cool with the, with, with the white dude and we was at this party and it was a party with his friends you know what i mean i just wanted to go out one day and this motherfucker never brings this shit up to me after, like, we had a conversation and solved it all. You know what I mean? He never brings it up to me and chose that one day to, like, talk about that in front of all his white friends. And, like, that's the that's the thing. You know, that's the feeling that, that you're always waiting for, where it's like they just let you know, like, you're not me and we're not us and there's no connection. You know what I mean? And so I felt that, and I was just like, all right, I got this. I said I, I said my piece and I handled the situation. I, it wasn't like, you know what I mean? He didn't dominate me or anything like that. But I never forgot it. You see? I understand. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one thing with me, yo. Black, white, or whatever, yo. Don't, don't, don't do no shit. Don't front on me. Don't do no, like, no shit like that. But definitely some, 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 some white folks shit. I don't know. I was going to say yeah. something about. Some white, I forget, I forget exactly what the story was, but I'm yo, sorry, Aunt, did, but no, 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 it wasn't, it wasn't as good as yours. Aunt, did you keep any of them white friends from um, growing up, or did you, did you, would you, would you ever tight with any, like tight, tight? I wouldn't say tight, tight. I would definitely say familiar with. I would definitely say cool with. Like if I see it, I'll you know, 
if they ever want to get a drink, if they want to kick it, or if they want to, like, talk about their kids, their family, some shit like that, all right, I can do that. But not, like, tight, like, you know, like, we still share a bond. Like, I mean, actually, out of the blue, out of this weekend, I called one of my old high school classmates. I ain't spoke to him in, like, uh, I would say, like, like, a year or so. He lived all the way in Cali. Homeboy just in my mind. He's not white. I just hit him up mm-hmm. to see how he's doing, how he's doing, like, how's the kids, how's the career, so on and so forth. I'm more than likely to do that with my with the people that I know that are of color than I would of white people. Like I, I pretty much see whatever you guys are doing on social media because you have a tendency to put every picture of your family and every child photo or whatever. They yeah. they put the entire life online. So I really don't need to talk to you because like I can look at your photos and see your kids go from age two to five and mm-hmm. every so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Other people I don't really have that opportunity with because I'm not saying that they're private, but they're like. No, they, they keep their life the way their life's supposed mm-hmm. to be. Um, yeah. But, like, I'm familiar with people, yes. Am I comfortable around them? I would say to a degree. But I've learned, like I said, at this point in life and pretty much at my age, that there's certain conversations I'm going to choose not to have with them. Um, Like, th- like there are white people that I know that over the past few years, I refuse to talk politics with them because I really don't need to they know. They're saying the wrong thing. Yeah. <laughs> So like are y'all with, cool with are y'all cool with I don't want to say his name, but are you cool with that one gentleman with the beard? Because he's white, right? Um yes. yeah, he is. I mean he got like different whatever in his ancestry, uh his pot's name rest in peace. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so no his pot's name rest in peace really is like oh, Asian okay. or some shit like that. But he is but he I mean, but you know, he look white, mama white as shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, but um with that dude, I remember that dude thinking he was retarded like forever and shit. But uh, only but I I fuck with dude and we been to we been to strip club hella times. We done had drinks this other shit. But mostly cause my cousin, um, my cousin he's a year older than me and shit. Uh, we went to the same high school and all that shit. He is cool with like mad folks. Like he's someone that kept yeah. the white friends and shit. And he yeah. And oh, he like. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's cool with everybody. Yeah, and whenever I'm with him, this nigga, like, he smoke weed. He don't drink no more. But, I mean, he 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 he, he could be niggerish and this stuff, but he's cool as shit with everybody. So, that's the main reason I even, like, fuck with dude like that or whatever. Because that's my people's yeah. man. I done been over there just dropping off. Did you? Cousin, picking him up and shit, so. Yeah, people play sports? Um, I think he played like but usually it's the athletes. Cool. Oh, okay. No, the only reason I asked that, and yeah. you know what I'm talking about. Like, it's usually the athletes that, if mm-hmm. you black and you have a whole, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you have a lot of friends that are athletes and whatever, and it don't, you know, it's not the same type of separation, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. But I know we went, we went long on this, but I think it was a good topic that Brian brought up. But wow. it actually also kind of leads into one of our first topics, which was the. Uh, the white woman who was at the HB who came under fire for her comments about going to HBCU specifically Spelman, if you notice, I kind of switched things up since we kind of here right now. Um, I'm just going to read. Yeah. I'm just going to read this. Her name is Camilla Rose. She is a, initially when I read the name, I was like, well, she's Latino, but I guess she's out white outright. So I'm just going to read what she said. Transferring to a historically black college or university has been my dream for almost two years now. I could never have genuinely imagined I'd be transferring to the number one HBCU in the country, Spelman College, the home of black girl magic, 
I feel beyond grateful for every facet of my journey and for this immense privilege. During April of 2019, I stood gazing at the ocean next to one of my best friends, and they say the name, the IG name, at the Black Student Union bonfire when he told me I should think about going to an HBCU. From that moment on, I knew God had a plan for me. I want to thank my Umoja family, my incredible and remarkable professors, teachers, mentors, counselors, family, and other loved ones for consistently challenging me, teaching me, and pushing me to be my best. I understand the privilege I hold as a white woman in America, and I choose to wake up every day using this privilege. She goes on to say a couple more things. I'm going to turn it over to you guys, but the one question I do have is, what was it that the black guy said to her that said that made her come out and say she definitely knew she should go to HBCU? That's the only that's one of the things I, I have no idea. I don't know who wants to go I, first. I, as the only person who went to HBCU here, <laughs> I'll tell you there definitely be white people on the campus. It's it's kind of fucking weird. At um at um at Hampton, the white people were Czechoslovakian. They played tennis, so they were like imports. For the tennis team. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, and you know, like I, I used to have them. Me and my man used to, we used to help had them uh, slip us the answers for like German class because I did take German my freshman year of college. I don't know why it's about shit. You know what I mean? But um, yeah, no, but yeah, that's my only answer for that. I have no take on this at all. It's kind of weird to me because that's the only experience I had. Like, I, I never had the experience of some chick just being white and just wanting to go to HBCU. Because think about it this way. Like, and I'll just use my experience at Hampton as an example. Hampton is a 16 to 1 ratio, female to male. And if, if you pass up any of these sisters for some white chick, like, at all, like, it's like weird. a sin. Like, you just, it's done. Weird, like, yeah. yeah, it's just weird. So there's no, like, what's the win for the whites? Like I just don't, I I don't get it. But it, I mean, God bless, yo. If if they giving money to a black university, there's one. I remember this one white boy asked me about um, uh, uh, Fubu and how I felt about like white people wearing Fubu and shit like that back in the day. And I was like, and I I took I I had thought about it for a second and I said, it's a black company and they're making money like that. Like that's the only way they could really, you know what I mean? Like you could really get paid, and at the end of the day, if everybody is gonna is gonna wear it, so like I get it. I don't want a whole bunch of white people flooding HBCUs, but I do want white money flooding to HBCUs. So, I mean, however it works. That black dude. Okay. That. The one that told you that bullshit, that nigga's trying to fuck. Now you're right. You're right. You're right. That's a fact. Because like, if if I'm kicking it with somebody, we looking out over the water, or some shit. Like, it sounds like some kind of romantic. I'm not gonna out the blue. Like, you know what? You should go to historical black college university. It's just a weird thing to say in the middle of a conversation. It makes zero sense. So, I mean, it don't even have to be in the middle of a conversation. This is a weird thing to say to a white chick to build up to or anything. But it was like I was saying before, we start off the conversation. When I was saying that, that certain things, like I said, certain conversations that you don't want to hear from white people, like like this is one. Like, I'm glad that, that she's going to historically black college university. I mean, the most important thing, like, you know, she's getting a quality education. Mm. That should be the main. I mean, all the other shit don't like all the, like mm. all the like the home of black girl magic. Like, wait, 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 relax. Wait, where did this shit come from? Like, yeah. Ah! 
that you notice your rental dollars actually exactly you know one thing about it is this right it's uh, it's a beautiful thing that if she really keeps this shit like in her heart because um one thing i know about like i had some friends in high school and shit and i might check on in on them you know what i'm saying they might check in on me but my closest friends are the ones I made, like, in college and shit, except for some folks I, like, grew up with me, damn near, like, family and shit. So, if this white girl... That's a fact. ...who's gonna be white in this world and shit, if her core friends, if she gonna keep them core friends and they some sisters, then if she gonna be a, like, white ally and shit and, like, really, like, stand up for, like, black shit or when she ain't around... If she, if she, if she got that in her heart and she... If she Keep that same energy in a room full of white folks that don't know that she a Spellman girl, whatever the fuck. And it's a beautiful thing, but we don't really want to see that post. But wait a second, Joe. So let me let me ask you a question, not to cut you. Let me. So what you just said, if she really has that in her heart, because in the second post where she was apologizing, she had to recognize herself as a white savior and white saviorism. So what is it that you, not you, but what is it that people? What want from her? If she has that in her heart and she's expressing that, let's just say for kicks and shits and giggles, she really truly felt that way, or that was inspired that much to go to an HBCU to learn more about the culture, to become an ally. Now she's, you know, tagged as white saviorism. This is what. So what is it? What's the balance? Well, it's honestly, it's gonna be whoever you like come in contact with. You know, what I'm saying like me. I can usually, like me, I'm always leery of white folks and shit, even the white folks is cool with niggas, but the ones I know that really, like, keep, like, black folks tight, and that I've seen, like, I've seen a couple white folks shut down white folks and shit when they was kind of on their bullshit, and it's like, I appreciate it, you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to look at you as, like, no savior, I'm going to look at you like, you know, I you a real one, you know what I'm saying? It, but it depends on depends on like your mentality and shit, how much you really know about the person. You know what I'm saying? Like I could tell, like I could have like a white dude tell Brian, yo, you hear real ass white dude and shit, and the motherfucker might talk like some black shit, and Brian might give him like the fucking side eye and think, fuck this cracker, who we think he is and shit, because he don't know him. You know what I'm saying? So it's like mm-hmm. you you know the you know you know the word like when when uh you talk about Kyle Corver and yeah. shit before, right? And uh and I think Ant was really like proud of Kyle Corver and Brian. I think he was kind of proud of him and shit. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck this motherfucker. No, I, I was not. He wasn't. <laughs> he's kind of on my side. Like, who the fuck this motherfucker think he is? So that's that energy. Now, Kyle Corbin, he plays ball. You know what I'm saying? He brought a bunch of niggas. He might be a real one, like Ant said, but just because yeah. I'm coming from how I'm coming from it, or Brian come out, coming from where he's coming from, we're going to put it down like that. So that white girl, she's going to have some folks that's going to think she's the coolest white chick in the world, and some going to think that she Rachel Dolezal, even if she don't go pass for black, you know what I'm saying? Like, so white it, people it, it, have it, it, an it, uphill battle with us because there's no reason to trust them on this. They are not. They they do not come from a place where they're trustworthy on subjects of race and disparity. Going but, back to what we said earlier, mm-hmm. and in the same like vein and shit, like Aunt knows some white girls that we went to school with and shit that married niggas. You know what I'm saying? Shit, so they married like Africans. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like. And that got like black kids, you know what I'm saying? And some of them are like real ones, you know what I'm saying? They really like, they they be real white. They family be white as shit, you know what I'm saying? Fucking summer houses and all that shit. But they really will, they really like like black men. Oh yeah, they really respect like blackness as a thing and shit like that. But 
I mean, it's just how motherfuckers feel about you, how much they know about you, and their own experiences. Because I've had some white folks like fucking, I just seen them like we was tight as shit, little and shit, but then they realized they was white around the same time. I realized I was black, for real, for mm. real. You know what I'm saying? And it was yeah. different. And then there's some that, that kept the same, like, sweet energy. Like, no, we know each other since forever, yo. You know what I'm saying? Or they know yeah. enough black folks that they know this, that, whatever. Then I got the white folks that it's like, that know me and want to say that, oh, I'm an exception <clears> to <throat> how bad niggas really is. You know what I'm saying? And I fucking love shutting them motherfuckers down. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And I don't know. It's all about your experiences, man. How much you know about a person, and also your experience. Always come back to that. You know how you feel. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> Let's move on to some more, you know, uplifting. I mean, a little bit more exciting stuff. Not. I don't want. Actually, I'm saying the wrong thing. Not exciting, but I'm just moving along a little bit. Getting kind of tell some of the things that happened during the week. Um. Just in terms of entertainment, I've, I've been saying this for a while. I at least mention it every single every single um, time we pod. But yo, Blackish is killing the quarantine. I don't know if y'all keep up with it. I don't know if y'all following I haven't it. Seen one episode, yo. yo, bro, they're killing the fucking quarantine. I've bro. heard. I've heard. It's, it's just like every single thing content. is just good. Yeah, the content is just. If you just get a chance, just to like check, like they just kill. They just killing that shit. I'll probably binge, uh, but it'll be so much shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. But I just make sure. I mean, that's kind of only real network thing I kind of pay attention to. Yeah. So I, I just, I just like fan. to catch on. Yeah, I just like, I just like to keep shouting it out. They always got some flash shit going on there. Yeah. Um, it's power. I'm a, fact, I'm this a, week well, they yeah. come back. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, um, Joe. Oh yeah, no, I just want to say I'm. A, it's funny. I'm a, I'm a big fan of Blackish too. I forget who it was. It's probably Brian. Who was talking blackish up so much? I ended up watching like yeah, the whole like series. Yeah, I ended up watching the whole series like over maybe like two weeks or some shit, like about five seasons or some shit. But yeah, for some reason, I see a new episode there. I saw like the premiere, but I haven't been moved to like watching. Our mm. minds, our minds yeah, have been to, in a different direction. Yeah, though. I want to like just I want to be in the mood to. Laugh and yeah. get whatever and shit. Not that I'm not in the mood to laugh because I'm, you know, I'm feeling good, but it's just not right now. I'll, I'll get, I'll catch up with him. Yeah. But Power is, well, Ghost, Power Book 2 Ghost is back. It is back. Mm-hmm. And I'll say this the first episode of the second part of this season, it was a very good episode. Um, They had some gay shit. <laughs> that, that you just had to like either like look away or like fast forward or just watch I guess you know what I'm saying Man, of but, course. Uh, it ain't necessary okay. but I guess it is unnecessary gayness being yeah. forced on us yeah but I say this That's about the, the power book too it, it is a it's a good show it's a it's a good show um it calls back enough to the to the old one but it, but after about six episodes into the series it's got his own like real identity and shit. Um, I like the characters. Um, the acting is as good as it needs to be for a show like this. And uh it's it's all it's all right. You know what I'm saying? It's all right. Um oh, damn, it was something I wanted to say I, about it that I like, but no, what you gonna say? Well, I I I was just gonna say this. Cause I had this conversation yesterday. I was tired and half delirious and there's a gay nigga on the job. 
And I told him there's no such thing as a gay comedian. I said, there's no gay comedians, you know what I mean? Like, because we don't, like, there's no gay comedy, I'll say. <clears throat> That's what I told him. And he's like, he, well, he, there's he no gay comedy. He brought up Storm Monroe? He brought up Storm Monroe? No, he brought up Wanda uh, Sykes. It's oh. a white dude, too. And I was like, man, eh. it's, man, nah. I said, Wanda Sykes don't count. Because we, by the time we found out, she already uh, was in Pootie Tang. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, mm-hmm. don't care about no shit like that. And I said, you know, two gay people... In the back alley, laughing about each other's shit, like gay shit, is not co- gay comedy. That's just some gay shit. You know what I mean? There's no like, because you, because I told him to say, yo, there's no gay comedy because shit won't be mainstream. Like no mainstream people are not gonna watch that shit and find it funny. You know what I mean? Like they're just not. I I don't know. It it just it just that just has not happened yet in society. Has there? there ha- so I was about no to say there hasn't been one, right? No, uh, not an openly gay comedian. Right, like there might have been one, uh-huh. but just wasn't one that was. Just yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Because what what I call gay comedy is you making jokes about your shit. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? They can't, and so there's no such thing. Yeah, it's not as uh mainstream. That's why they like drop no. them in, like you know, like shows and shit where there's a lot of heterosexual shit going on or whatever. Or I, I don't, I don't know. You don't count Ellen. Ellen? So Ellen was brought up, and he knocked the Ellen thing down before I even got to it, because it, it was a it was a um a large you know we we chat on on the job whatever so right right chat. yeah yeah so he had brought he he had knocked the Ellen thing up initially and rightfully so because you know she's not as much as a comedian as she is you know a personality Talk shows. okay gotcha yeah. And hell, Ellen as a comedian coming up and shit, she was still in the motherfucking closet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, she was in the closet. She was in the closet forever, my nigga. And that's what I'm saying about Wanda Sykes. Like, there's no, she she couldn't have been out there just openly joking about gay shit. Yeah, I don't even gay. think I don't even think the stand up she got has. I didn't watch it, so I don't know whether it was the it, content. It did. In that. It did. And oh, it did. Okay. okay. Yeah, and I'll tell you because I watched it, but I'll tell you this. The closest you can get to gay comedy is a woman being gay. Being about shit. Exactly. You know what I mean? Because because I heard that shit before, actually. So maybe I should do because I got I got a real good great clip. But she's just talking about how women is crazy, and so this shit made us. You know what I mean? Like that was dope. Mm-hmm. Lesbians can do that shit, but like a openly gay dude, like that's what I told people. I remember like it, it was probably it was before Obama. It was like. 10 years ago, maybe, some shit like that. Or, I don't know, man, before Obama. Whatever years ago, right? Um, I was telling people, I said, yo, gay people not making traction is because they're, their marketing is bad. Like, these bald and white men got to stop coming out here, like, wearing all these colors and shit. Like, that's just, just not making me think gay is dope. You need, but now, like, they got Pete Buttigieg's and shit like that. Like, they mm-hmm. need more motherfuckers like him, yo. You know what I mean? And the more that they've come out with those types of gay images, the more traction they've gotten. But when they tried to force a different type of other culture on me and say, this is just who I am and I'm going to do all this type of stuff and you're going to have to deal with it. Then niggas is like, yo, nigga, I just, not today, man. I don't, don't want to be involved with all that today. And I get it. Like, I, I, I understand. There's no disrespect to them, but there's a lot of people who I I had this conversation today. Again, just I had this conversation with my friend today. 
problem with the Democrats is there's purity tests in this shit. You know what I mean? Like, you gotta be pro-gay. You gotta be uh, pro-abortion. You know what I mean? Like, all those purity tests where you gotta just be accepting of everybody and everybody's culture. Like, motherfuckers, some motherfuckers don't want to fuck with that shit. A lot of motherfuckers don't want don't don't want to fuck with shit that that's not really for them. You know what I mean? They just like fuck that. Like I don't want to be involved with all that. So I'm gonna sign up for a party for people niggas involved with shit like that. Nah, fuck mm-hmm. that, my nigga. You know what I mean? And I and who are we to tell them that that's wrong? All they races are prejudiced because they just don't want to, to fuck with some shit. Like, see, because, and people always want to say, like, oh, it's just like racism. Like, it's not just like racism. Hate that. Because they're, they're saying something different. They're saying, mm-hmm. man, I'm having my whole life and you want to push this in my face and push this on me. I'll tell you something else. Nigga, I don't even like to see men and women kissing. No PDA. That's what I'm saying. But now I got to see. You know what I'm saying? Men and men. I don't want to see number. No, the, the closest I want to get is two women. That's dope. But all the rest of that shit, I don't want to see no dude involved in nothing. Ever. Mm-hmm. This is a fact. You know what I mean? Well, y'all get what I'm talking about. No, I get so, it. I mean, because yeah, I, I, like, I have a I have a strong feeling about I have the same similar feeling about it as well. Yeah. I don't so I don't like, hate you. I don't hate you. Yeah. I'm not gonna discriminate against you, but that's just not my thing. You can't say no that shit. Like, I remember I forget what it was, but I don't know, maybe it was some vote in California, some vote somewhere like years back and shit, where they was trying to get I don't know, maybe it was some gay rights shit, maybe it was gay marriage shit. And I believe motherfuckers were shocked, like maybe some ethical some shit about how black folks didn't support the shit. And it was like, Well, black folks, y'all want civil rights, why not the same rights as cuz it's like, yo, fucking Different white boy. It ain't, it ain't the same. You know what I'm saying? It, it's not the same. If they started right. killing every single gay person on the planet, you niggas will come out with your pants sagging and Tim's and a bunch of dreads quickly. Nigga, I'm black. I'm black. I'm black. I can't erase this shit off my skin. You could fucking cold switch. Mm, yeah. Shit. <clears throat> Man, we just went off on a tangent on that. Um, What else has been going on? Uh, underground. I don't know. I think Ant, you were talking about Underground before. I saw that got picked up and acquired by OWN, so that show or series will be coming back to television. Uh, December 11th, Giving Voices on Netflix. Um, it is, and, and you might find this interesting, B, and I don't know this person's work, so you might, or you or Joe, anybody might be able to enlighten us some more. It's um, executive produced by Denzel and Viola Sorsen. It's a monologue show where you have to go up and give the monologues of August uh, monologues from August Wilson's August Wilson excuse me I don't know how challenging that is I don't know if that's a thing like you know how people go and quote Shakespeare or perform something like that August Wilson yeah I'm not familiar I'm not familiar with August Wilson at all I didn't know if you or Joe had heard of him or his is work that or the movie? Uh, uh, Denzel's a fan. say it again Denzel's a fan. Like, remember when Denzel did Fences? That was based on the August Wilson play. Right, exactly. So, they're, oh, they're, it's a competition. Oh. Yeah, August Wilson. That's why. So, it's going to be, it's a, uh, you know, there'll be judges, almost like a, uh, what do you call it? American Idol type style. And they have to go up and get monologues. So, they're looking for the next great thespian. And this, and this, if that makes sense in terms of what the show, what the premise of the show is about. So, that um, starts on December 11th on. Netflix, yeah, on Netflix. 
Uh, mm-hmm. So look out for that. Uh, music, music, music. We forgot. Well, I forgot. Or anybody can blame it on me. Uh, happy birthday to Hove. December 4th. The GOAT. Didn't get to say Didn't get to shout it out. It didn't, didn't come around to, yet. Yeah, it, it just was. Well, I mean, it was gonna be. It was just. It was just in between. Yeah, when we were recording mm-hmm. everything. So, yeah. shout out to old. Nah, yeah, shout out to that nigga. Fifty-one years old, man. Fifty-one. Still and he, he might be. He might be like the second or third greatest black man of our generation. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, I can get with that. I'm thinking. Uh, I'm thinking. He might be. And he said of our generation, so you're just kind of specific. Yeah, yeah like in our in, in in our generation, I said I shouldn't say of our generation, I should say in our generation. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's like Barack mm-hmm. and then yeah. you know. Yeah, Barack Obama and then you know I me. Mean? Who else? It's, it's yeah. Obama. Yeah. I mean, did y'all get to watch his shop with yet? others? Like, I I did not, not watch the Obama. Not to shop cut yet. you. Oh, okay. No, no, I didn't watch the Obama shop yet. No, probably but no, I think. Yeah, maybe not me either. But but you know the J the J um the J thing. He's his story is crazy. Him being a billionaire and and letting us watch his rise. Then him being part of the culture that we all love and are involved in, and that everybody wanted disrespect and then watch and 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 everybody was broken and then watch him make it lucrative. Like just and then having him take us up on his little journey into business world and owning things. It, I mean, the Jay-Z story, when Jay talks, man, you listen. I'm just saying, it's something different. Yeah, no, it is. It is, it is. And this is, I think, is interesting for, for hip-hop as well, as a whole. It's a blueprint that, you know, maybe a lot of others will start to follow. Blueprint. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> so, yeah, so shout out the to The blueprint new, baby. Uh, what else? Oh, uh, new albums: Rico Nasty, Nightmare Vision, uh, Raheem, To Know Better. I think that was the only two things that kind of really mattered that drop. I don't know. Did anybody? Is there anything else out there that y'all might have been checking out? Uh, nothing was really dope. I mean, I I don't remember when the um the Lil Wayne mixtape came out, but it was it wasn't. It was all the that tw- great. yeah. All that like shit. Yeah, that wasn't all that great. Yeah, yeah, that wasn't that uh what else what else uh oh super group form too short let out too short ice cube e40 and snoop uh they got about 25 songs recorded so they don't have a name for the group yet but that should they'll be coming out with something soon um I got upcoming albums actually mentioned this to um oh, I mentioned well my bad you about to mention something to that no no go ahead go ahead um I was talking to Joe because I know Joe's been big on Kid Cudi and like how, you know, before Kanye, Kid Cudi was kind of that guy pushing the envelope on everything. He's releasing his uh, new album, Man on the Moon 3. Um, Jack Harlow's dropping That's What They All Say. Uh, personal favorite right here, Cool in the Gang is dropping their, uh, re-releasing their self-titled album on vinyl, Cool in the Gang. And also check out La Cool Champagne. Y'all over there right there in their, Bloom, their Bloomfield um, and. That shit is oh. up in there. Go support. Uh, All right. Pete Rock, <laughs> Pete Rock uh, Peace Trementals 3 is dropping. Um, I want to go. Actually, you know what? I'll hold that to the end. I'll hold that to the end. I was going to go back, but I'll hold it. Were you going to say something, B, or you want me to keep going? I, um, you're probably going to go this direction anyway, but it's been a huge thing in Miles. I'll just let you know. Um, my daughter listens to a lot of Keisha Cole. 
Mm -hmm. And so we had a conversation, like, and it was like, I sent her, you know, when I saw the thing on Instagram, you know, my, my daughter listens to the same time music. I So I sent her the thing. And she was like, Keisha Cole is going to kill her. <laughs> and, and I was like, I was like, okay, you're just young. And you don't know, like, Ashanti has smash hits. Like, it's crazy. Like, smash hits. And she was like, I don't care. Keisha Cole. <laughs> and I know, do you, but you, do you know what that is? What you know I what it is, was, I said, I said, you just made me have to root for Ashanti. That's all I'm saying. It's 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 generation thing. I'll tell you what it is, yo. It's this is what it is. It's it's a battle between for for women of our age. It's the battle between the the woman who got cheated on and the woman who was cheat doing the cheating with. You know what I mean? And then for the younger generation, it's the passion versus the hits. Right. And that's you know what, what it mean? is. And she should call the folks that. She evokes emotion. Yeah, it's an emotion. So it's like, it's hard to tell somebody that if, if they really listen to Keisha Cole, it's like how I feel about Joe Budden mood music. I don't know if we ever had that conversation, but I have a feeling about them. And if and it's hard to tell somebody, like, nah. But in that room, when Ashanti started playing those smash hits versus those Keisha Cole album cuts, I don't know. I think Ashanti might just take that. She might. Take I mean, I'm a, I'm I'm with I'm with a, I'm with um, Keisha Cole, and I just think for the room, she evokes such emotion, and even so that like might be it, the direction it yeah, goes. And I so. think yeah, and I, yeah, and when she get out yeah. there, she and let's be real, Shanti ain't the greatest singer. When Keisha Cole no. get out there, she sings that um, whatever that yeah. shit she was singing around for off her first <laughs> album. Yeah. I forgot the name of that song. That shit nah, is my daughter crazy. plays it on repeat, and I can't. Yeah, even yeah the name that's, an, of it. that's an emotion. All this shit, yo, I ain't gonna lie. My mm. daughter be playing shit. Like, so I knew it was a thing. Also, you know what I'm saying? Because my daughter mm -hmm. literally plays Keisha Cole a lot. So I mean, you know, I knew I knew it was gonna be a a thing, but I still I'm gonna see how to, this is. I'm really excited about this. I actually bought Apple T. Like I already have Apple T, but I bought, I bought like the box. So I could play oh, it on the big TV. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, nah, it's gonna well, be it's gonna fun. be interesting. It'll be, it'll be interesting. Play, uh, I connect my what's name to uh I connect my iPad to the uh to uh TV. You, I do you stream it too. Well, I couldn't yeah. stream it because for some reason they won't let the video stream, but I just connected oh. to uh, I had an HDMI converter for the lightning shit. But yeah, man, yeah, honestly with this know. one, I was thinking that Shanti like off top because of the smashes, but then I think about like Keisha Cole. I think she dropped more albums that kind of meant something over time than Ashanti. Yeah. Like, I forget Ashanti's like albums, but it's like she was. It, it, it just feel like it just feel like I don't know, man. Like in that room and shit, I feel like Keisha might win that room. But okay, but then again, then, then again, I forgot. What if the smashes? A lot of Ashanti. Yeah, I mean it could happen. But I think the women, I think the ladies are going to drive this one. That's why I'm saying what I'm saying about the emotion. You know what I'm saying? It's like, imagine Mary in the room. Like, really, who, it don't matter who you put in the room with Mary. Like, was she, those emotion, yeah. emotions that she evokes is like, yeah, that's was, hard to beat. That's it. You know, I was sitting in the, I was in the car. Uh, my people he was sitting there talking about the shit. And Mary came up. I was like, who could we have, who could like go against a Mary or some shit like that? And I said, only okay. folks in like Mary Lane's, well, yeah, Calvin, whatever. That ain't, ain't, ain't got mentioned, but it's okay. like 
you ain't got nobody that's on Mary level that can do it. It's like you got like Keisha Coles and all these other chicks after that that kind of have daughters. Yeah, they have daughters. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like that. You don't got nobody on that like same level and shit to like fuck with it. So yeah, yeah. Shanti's goofy. Yeah, Shanti's goofy. She laughs. You know, she got. It's just weird. I just and I think Keisha Coles was telling me. And my homegirl was telling me not to cut you. My homegirl was telling mm-hmm. me that niggas got um tape of a, a, a Shanti getting the train run on her in high school. Niggas <laughs> in Long Island. Niggas in Long Island got the old buzzy on her, so they disrespect her anyway. But it is what it is. That's all I yeah. Um Speaking of verses, I, I dag on Chat House fucking Gavin. Uh, well, let me go back. Uh, was released that uh, Foxy Boy's brother put it out there that we are going to get Foxy versus Lil' Kim. That the paperwork is being worked out right now. I know Joe, I already know which way Joe going on that, no matter what. He got he got Foxy I mean, in his top five. That's another, that's another passion versus hits. Like, it's that, that might be skills versus hits. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, because Foxy got the skills, but Kim was on the bigger tracks. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. No, I, I mean, I don't know, my man. bad. Y'all. You got Foxy this is a joke with Nas. Conversation. You got Foxy. You got Foxy with Nas. You got Foxy with Jay Z. Yeah. You got Foxy's. Uh, those were all hip hop though. Got, those those are all hits. like. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, all hip hop. Like that's for us. Like, we feel that. Like, Lady Marmalade and shit. Like, like fucking Maya and fucking Pink and Christina Aguilera. Like, where, where yeah, but I'm just saying, like, shit, like. Like those Diddy hits and all the rest of that shit. That shit, it went crazy versus Foxy shit that we loved as hip hop fans. Man, ain't no nigga fucking. They couldn't even play that on the radio. They wasn't getting no radio play, Alex. Radio play, radio play on who? Ain't no nigga. Yeah, it was a B side. And that yeah, was back when he played the A He tried to make it something, but you couldn't. It, it just wasn't, you know what I mean? They wouldn't even let it go. Mm. I'm just yeah. saying, like, it, listen, man, I, I go with the skills with Foxy, but I'm just letting you know, like, it's another one of those things where it's just smash hits versus. I feel like Foxy skills. got, I feel like Foxy got more, like, hits than Kim. More hits? Nah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Nah. Nah, yeah, man. it's not more hits. Nah. I know she what you're saying. More, like she, yeah, she, more yeah, music that you'll listen to. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, that might be it, but not more hits. Yeah, she don't got more hits. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, we're fans of Foxy because she got the skill, Joe. But, like, if you go to, like, mainstream America, they're going to know who Lil' Kim is and know some of them songs. I It's just, it just knowing your audience. And you got an audience yeah. like that. They're they trying to hear the hits. She yes. made quiet. What what is Foxy gonna do when Quiet Storm come on? Yeah, like, no, right. I'm just saying. There's just there's just she got those joints that are just yeah. they just it. It's like that. But we're looking for hopefully they do they but do like. But you say when she puts that on, it's like it's like I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. It's hard. It's like it's like what happened when Kim? We put, gotta see like, it play out, man. Yeah. Kim's yep. got, she's got so many fucking hits. It's like, she got yeah, she like do. smash hits. She got smash hits. Those in those rooms. And when you hear like, yeah. 
Niggas gonna niggas put lighters up on. The problem is, is they gonna look a little bit crazy. Kim be looking crazy already. She look like that, <laughs> that nigga from Jigsaw. Yeah, that visual might not be right. <laughs> yeah, that shit so might be fucked like, up. This is our childhood? These two? Like, yeah. Jesus. Oh, yeah, like, even, I mean, they had Gladys and Patty out there. They still look like Gladys and Patty. These two. Nah, fucked up looking, man. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> That's cool. Right, well, hopefully, they get the paperwork in. Hopefully, it gets uh, set up. Um, I thought that was kind of trash for her brother to do that. It should have just been, you know what I'm saying? I'm rooting for verses. I mm. think there's there's a lot that can be done there, especially with like if you could if you could open up touring back up, they could just open up a whole franchise. You know what I'm saying? Like I kind of see we always kept asking, like, and what, what is it going to be? Do it. Yeah, like but you, I see like what it could, we always kept saying. Well, what is it like once we get back to some sense of nor whatever nor the new normal is going to be? It's like mm. well, what is verses become? It's like oh no, nah, you could do. Shows you can do this, you can do that. Now I'm kind of starting to see a, lot, a couple of different things, but we'll see. We'll see yeah, how it plays out. Definitely, like, like, like this. I'm just, just picture it, like, you know, fucking like some of the best like tours, like biggest tours. We had like cool headliners and shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You said up on but I, but I just want do, like, I want yeah I want verses to be the Cameron one driving turn, it. Cameron turn Nori down. Just throw it out there. Oh, we did. But DPG been talking to, to um CNN. Did I see that? Yeah, I saw that. I saw that yeah. floating around. I didn't think that was real. I saw that. And I was that is like, real. That is 100% so, real. I was like, ah, that's so. I'm torn with really that. really picked it up. But here's the thing: it's it's Snoop is gonna be there, and for CNN, I'll know he gets to play his music too. True. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> it is what it is. But um, yeah, no, I that versus shit. It's just, it's just dope for the culture. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's just yeah, one of those yeah. things that that's just super dope for this culture, man. Yeah, it is. One hundred percent. Yeah, we're getting treats, man. Mhm. Yeah. And we squashed. Yo, I don't know too. why Cam would turn down Nori though. I don't know why Cam would turn down. I don't think Cam want to do it. Cam don't want to do anything. Cam don't want to do drink chance. Cam don't want to do verses. What's wrong with Cam? He just wants Jim to probably Jones chill and, and do his like, that G unit shit. <laughs> nah, was that G unit he was talking about? about? The dipset. Yeah, he talked about whole. He said dipset versus anybody though. He said G unit, fuck it, or he could do the locks. Yeah, I saw that. I don't want to see that. Only because Kiss kind of, you know, what I'm saying pop that cherry, so you kind of lose a lot. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You just you lose a lot with that because it's like, damn, can I play my the shit locks again? Nah, they do, but when Jim get into his bag, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like when Cam get into his bag, when they start go, break yeah. off and go solo. But you're right, it's hard to take down the um dipset, dipset. Yeah, you heard how Jim said and shit. Like fucking yeah. he said it all respect from the shit, but he said, yo, if I go like five fucking like top forty hits, you can do five yeah. for me, you do five dipset hit, you can do five can hits, you can do five Joel hits, they get all the top forty. And it's pretty much like with the locks, it's like if you do five Jada, okay, you know what I'm saying? You can do five locks, you know what I'm saying? But if you go to like sheet catalog and like styles, it don't hit the same. Yeah. But they got them though. They got they oh, got them like if if, if oh. uh, Sheik throw on that um, Mighty Mighty they don't got nothing. They don't got nothing for that. Styles fan, my nigga. Me too. Look 
Can I get paid? I'm just trying to get some cash. Yeah. Well, we're going to definitely keep um, looking at the verses and everything and see what's good for the culture. Uh, I'm going to mention this briefly. If you guys want to expound upon it, you can. Uh, over the past week, Casanova was arrested and indicted on federal charges of racketeering, basically the RICO Act. Um, the search involves digital investigation of phone messages, text, DMs, credit cards. Um, you know, you can look up his paperwork. I actually read some of the paperwork. It's all good. It's all yeah. good. But the problem I have with it is they went back 10 years. To, to 2010. You know yeah. I mean? To 2010. Mm. When he was locked have- up. <laughs> I have major issues with that and how they're doing this. Um, that's the only thing, but whatever it is, man. Like God. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And stuff like that. Um, before we move on to sports, I know uh, B actually had posted something, um, and I meant to bring it up when we were when we was talking about um some of the shows. But actually, and I don't know if you brought up this. Was there a specific reason you posted Marlon Gibbs? Did you have a Did you have something behind that? Nah, nah. You know what's crazy? You posted that, and then my man, Mm. I saw a post from my man, and today, 227 debuted 35 years ago today and ran for five seasons. So I thought thought that's what you was relating it to. And I was like, I'll just bring it up. But then when I saw it, I said, oh, shit. I said it was just such a coincidence. You know, Marla gives us an executive producer, that yesterday. things like that. They oh, you posted that? Okay. Today. Oh, mm-hmm. that's the, you know, the fucking algorithm to be fucked up yeah, and yeah, shit yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, I, I thought, nah, so I'm saying they say anything till now. You know what I mean? That's all. Yeah. So I saw it today thinking that you posted it today and, re- and it related mm-hmm. to that. But 227 debuted today, 35 years ago. You were talking about giving Marla Gibbs, uh, you know, her flowers. Of course, we have the Queen Cicely Tyson, but, you know, in that same vein. And I said it on your post, the way... Marla Gibbs navigated this this Hollywood thing. She needs her flowers because she was an executive producer as a black woman in the uh, I guess late eighties. I can't. I'm not showing that show. Late eighties. I know it was definitely the nineties, but late eighties to the nineties. You know, with Marla Gibbs being executive producer on that show, be having control of the content as well was unheard of back then. You were the only person who's really that really had that type of power. We were talking about was like a uh, Cosby. You know what I'm saying? But for her, hey, 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 we mentioned that all the niggas today. All the niggas you ain't talking right. about. That's all right. <laughs> nah, I'm always talking about Cosby, man. He's too influential. Different world. It is what it is. Um, but, you know, shout out to Marla Gibbs. Give her flowers and things for the way she navigated. And again, like I said, uh, 35 years ago, 227 debuted and ran for uh, five seasons. So shout out to them. Um, sports, sports, sports. Well, let's start with the. Uh, I'll start with the fight. And I know you. I know. I don't know if everybody else saw it. I watched the um, Earl Spence versus Danny Garcia fight. Any thoughts on it? Did he look good? Because he came back from a dev- came back from an accident where he looked like Kanye sitting up in the bed. Like, did you feel good? You feel he was back? You think he's ready for the next challenge? I'll go to you on this one. Right? Word. I don't know. Did anybody else see the fight? I didn't. Me and Ant was talking about it earlier. Though. I don't know where this nigga at now. Ant, the fuck you at on this fight? Yeah, well, uh, she was good. All right, Ant, we good, man. <laughs> Fine, man. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> not, did, you, did you hear what I said? No, no, no. 
I said, now I'm, I'm moving on to, you know, trying to wrap it up, just going over a couple of sports things, but we had the big fight, Earl Spence and Danny Garcia. And I said, you know, 14, I think it was 14 or 18 months after that bad accident, I was saying how he looked like Kanye up in the bed. He came back, and, you know, he looked dominant in this fight. He was quick. He handled everything. Mm-hmm. Danny Garcia, who's a real fighter, you know, and a lot of people were scared that he was taking this type of fight as his first as his first fight back. They thought he should have taken a tune-up, but he handled Danny Garcia. He handled Danny Garcia. Yeah, and Danny's a hell of a fighter. I mean, right. He, I mean, in, in that division, he went, he went, I think, number six at the time. Danny ain't no bum. You figure that, you know, after you see his accident where to catch him on video, see his car flip over like that, that maybe he want to take it easy, but he was prepared. He was ready. He kept him on that jab like he was supposed to. Um, I'm not certain what he does next. Um, I still, I, he probably, because I, I, I'm still of the mind that neither him nor no one else in that division really wanted that Terrence Crawford smoke. So he'll, he'll beat Terrence Crawford, but we won't see it anyway because Crawford is rep by Bob Arum and Errol Spencer's with PBC, which is out here. I mean, you know how that politics get yeah, involved yeah, and fucks up the game. And so we yeah, won't get that fight. But do any of these niggas get girls, yo? <laughs> niggas just be around swinging on niggas, is that? <laughs> Who gets the chicks, yo? <laughs> these niggas got... I, I, I'm not saying nothing bad about them. These niggas got hands. I'm just... Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Let's see. Men. <laughs> like I said, I think it's gonna be Pacquiao. There's stupid politics in um in boxing that prevents us from getting a lot of fights that we want. But um, Terrence Crawford's contract is up in the next four to five months, so who knows uh, what'll happen once he becomes a free agent. We may get that fight sooner than uh, sooner than we think. Uh, I don't know if there's any more. Tri- well, what is what's up with James Harden? Like, does he want to play? That nigga showed up, man. Trying to get out. That nigga just showed up, Straight from the strip club, too, probably. Yo, but look, is he actively trying to get out? Yeah, Yeah, is he actively trying to get out? Okay. I say that because he's, uh, listen, man, if Woj put some shit out, and Woj put some shit out earlier today saying he's willing to take a trade with Philly, you know what I mean? And other playoff teams, he said. So Woj, that, if he puts something out, it doesn't come from nowhere. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's certain people who they could put the, like, Mark Berman and all that. Like, they'll say some shit. He'd be like, but if Woj says something, like, it just matters so much. It doesn't come from nowhere. So he knows where he got that from. And that's, like, a real source. And if that comes out, I'm like, all right, he's really pushing trace. his way out of there. No, but none of these teams can do that. No, yeah, no, I understand. Have I'm the just, draft picks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm just thinking about the, 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 the and, what it looks like on paper. And new Daryl Morey, um, new GM Daryl Morey is already out here saying he wants to keep both Embiid and Simmons. Now, listen, the niggas have said shit like that before, but a new GM coming out and lying about shit like that, like that plays <laughs> in some, you know, some some other shit, too, you know what I mean? Because the player is going to remember that. Like, you said, I, it's just it's just a wild shit. So, like, I don't expect him to, to come to, to Philly, but if, if he does come to Philly. A conversation is going to be had, and and um, Ben Simmons is going to agree to that shit first, too. You think they it's can not keep just going to be Ben Simmons if they make that deal? No, no, they're trading Ben Simmons. Oh, that's what gotcha, I'm saying. Gotcha. He's not getting trade. Ben Simmons has earned the right to not just get traded without agreeing to this. That's the problem that Harden is going to have. 
Does mm. Ben Simmons want to live in Houston? And then where else could you go? Because them niggas gonna have to have draft picks, and the real only two teams with the enough draft capital for shit like us. this is us. the Knicks and Oklahoma City Thunder. Sit. Nobody yeah. else got it like that. Yeah, I don't know if Presty Presty <laughs> maybe Presty get him back. I don't know. I don't know. No, no, no. He wouldn't trade for him. Nobody would trade for him. He's not going to get traded to the Knicks with Oklahoma City. No, They're no, I know him. he's not. Yeah, I know he's not going to. No, no, no. But what, I mean, I'm the New York. What, what we're talking about is facilitating a trade. And if those teams, like, if we, um, because of our cap space and, and our draft picks, can facilitate this type of trade, like, what comes to us, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. That's what so, that, so, so let me ask that question because I don't know the cap situation. That if let's just say that trade happens, it's Knox and then whoever else you throw in it, because I'm sure he would have to be in the deal. Mm-hmm. So you get uh you get homeboy. So that's that gives you homeboy. I mean that gives you a Harden. You keep RJ. Now, Harden you got would OB. be going. No, it would be it would have to be a three team deal because Harden's not coming to New York. So it could possibly be Ben Simmons coming to New York. Hmm. You know what I mean? And then we come up with a deal towards the Houston direction coming from both Philly and us. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, it had to work those type of directions. Is that a deal yeah. you do? I, it depends on how they break it down. What I mean, you do? Julius Randle's in there. Everything. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Julius Randle's in there. We're keeping R.J. Barrett. We're keeping R.J. O.B. Mitchell Robinson. I mean, Mitch yeah, Robinson I'm might be the I'm keeping. The, hold on, wait. I'm keeping RJ and Obi. I don't know if I'm keeping Mitch. That's why I said he might be the odd man out, actually, there. Yeah. Even though Mitch might be, you could argue he got the best skill so far. You know what I mean? But I don't know that I'm keeping him. Yeah. And something like that. But yeah. I don't know. I don't know anything else that was on the docket in terms of the NBA. I don't, I, it kind of got, got slow after the first two weeks after um. I mean, we just have media days and all that, but it's not not a lot to talk about. I mean, the Kyrie, um, LeBron shit, but <laughs> I don't know what the problem is. I don't. He didn't say anything wrong to me. He's right because LeBron isn't the shooter that KD is. He just said, "I never played it." Looked across the then said, "This guy." Can but make you the know same why shot. he said it, man. Yeah, you know I, I get, I get the it. under, I get the under. You knew how petty it was, <laughs> and this the is a man that got you a championship. And Joe said it in the group <laughs> chat, and Joe was one hundred percent right. Is Kyrie is ungrateful. The nigga swear he Kobe, yo, but he ain't tall as Kobe. If he was tall as Kobe, he may be have a better chance of actually being Kobe. But he ain't Kobe. No, he's not Kobe. He got like six, four inches too short. And we also got the announcement of Mayweather versus Logan Paul. I don't know about that. Oh, yeah, I'm going to watch that. I mean, I, mean, the, the high, the, I don't know. You're going to pay $50 if... Yeah. Go ahead, um, um, Ant, what'd you say? Me and Brian started off talking about the shit. Like, are, are we, are we oh, yeah. sure we're not broke? Like, cause this is how some broke nigga shit. Like, you could afford him at any time. Mm-hmm. Like, like, it, like, like now, like you, like, you refuse to fight any any fighter. You refuse to take on Pacquiao, which will probably make you a smooth $100 million. You take these random-ass fights against these random-ass white boys, like... Are you sure you're not in financial trouble? Because this seemed like a money grab to me, which it obviously yeah. is. But it is, it just, it is a money grab. Everything a yeah. money grab. I mean, you know, this man, this man, this man, he posts his fucking 
Benton slips on fucking whatever. I'm going like, Yo, sir, I'm, I made a hundred thousand dollars and shit. I just made two hundred thousand dollars. He don't post the losers and shit when he lost millions. Yeah. But it's like, yo, honestly, man, it's like I don't know how he generates his income these days. But Dan just seem like he kicking a lot out. So who mm-hmm. knows, man? Does he he's, he's, he's he, has the, a, um, he has a, a string of gems that are kind of popular on the West Coast, and then he has he's still under Al Heyman, and Al Heyman's always gonna make money. No matter what, so you got his fighters that's working under the, under the um, PBC. So he's still, though I don't know how those checks break down on the you know on the back end, but he's still that's in terms of just how he's what type of income he's bringing in now. Yeah, that's the way his income that's, that's part from. thing. Like it, it's kind of hard for me to think that he's like like this is going to be the shit that saves his house or some shit like that. <laughs> you know yeah, yeah. It's like I think it's just like he. Those that motherfuckers were too there to watch it because the dude Logan Paul got how many like probably about like forty twenty million. Yeah, I think it's twenty followers. Yeah. yeah, across all his social medias or whatever he up there. Cause hell, I know I knew the fuck Logan Paul was like six years ago. Yeah, and me shit. too. And I, and like fucking this nigga, I think he had like one. He had one pro fight against some African nigga. Name, I forget his name. I don't know, go by KSI or shit like that. Yeah, that's another, you, that's another YouTube. That's another YouTube. He's a new. He's yeah. another YouTuber. <laughs> and, and that shit was like lit. I saw like clips of it. I didn't watch the whole shit. So it's like, yo, man, Floyd, no, he can go in the ring <clears> with this tall white boy and shit, and give him the business. You know what I'm saying? Or make it like an entertaining like thing, and he could grab some money. And that's what it is, man. I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't know and, and, and if I'll buy this fight. Here. I don't know if I'll buy this fight over. I'll, you know what I'm saying? We had a highlight. We had a highlight of Tyson. So Tyson was really the draw there. The you know we got a treat. I don't want to say a treat, but you know the undercards with Lil Nate was just you know the most talked about thing. So it, you know it rang some bells. But I don't think you know you got to give me something else on top of that fight. Like I don't know. But I mean, as long as Snoop is calling it, I'll watch it. Fuck it. <laughs> at the end of the day. Uh, let me see before we wrap up. Uh, first Britons received COVID-19 vaccine over in London. We'll see if they grow an extra arm or a leg. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, oh, shit. The NBA will not drug test players for marijuana this season. I thought that was interesting. Good for them. Um, I think that's about. But that's what they it. did say is that they said if you make it obvious, though, we checking it. <laughs> Good thing J.R. You know Smith is motherfucking, motherfucking Steven Jackson. And look, that nigga J.R. Smith is still in the league, and he was trending as soon as that shit came out. I, I bet he was. That's, that's the number one. That's the number one nigga I thought about. I said, oh, this nigga's gonna be lit. Yeah. I think it's gonna be lit. Um, oh, I did want to mention this at the top, but I'll just mention it on the back end. Um, Lawler versus Warnock. Just everybody make in Georgia. I keep acting like it's national, but everybody in Georgia, you know, make sure you register the vote. I think you still can't register. Go to Stacey Abrams' site. She is registering everybody. Damn it! If you can, if you can breathe and you and you legal to, to register, she's helping you out. Yeah. Oh. You know what I'm saying? So, um, so definitely make sure you're ready because the. Uh, I don't know what's going on. So uh, on the fifth of January fifth, that election has happened. So. Love uh, <laughs> Were you trying that to play? It? Oh, no. uh, nah, that was Alan Hahn. I, I kept trying to. Oh, uh, uh, my bad. Oh, <laughs> that's cool. 
Uh, but other than that, we out. So happy yeah, birthday, Nicki yeah. Minaj, yo. Okay, happy birthday, Nicki Minaj. There she you still go. got fat ass, or? Yeah, she is. Oh, all right. Yeah, happy birthday. Happy birthday, Nicki Minaj. I was about to say something, but it's your birthday. I'm going to let you know. Because one day we really have to have the Nicki Minaj conversations. And it ain't going to be pretty. But as always, <laughs> you can get at us on Better Than You Pod on IG. We want all the praise. We want all the smoke. Until next week, peace. Peace. Yeah.